It's your girl, Relative Cast, and I'm here talking about the things that most people don't say aloud. But don't worry, I say it, so let's get to it. Hold on to me, don't let me go. Who cares what they see? Who cares what they know? Your first name is free. enjoying your day all and for all the people who are at work all hope it go by fast so we always say that we want freedom and in reality are we still living in the same situation that he talked about and i have a dream speech has anything really changed do these issues still occur well let me tell you about the first time i experienced racism in this quick story time so I decided that I wanted to go bowling. I was out visiting and I was in the state of Wisconsin, but not just anywhere in Wisconsin. I was in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And if you don't know no better, there's not that many people that look like me that be there. So me and four other people, we decided we were going bowling. And I did buy two lanes. I paid for everybody. We were bowling. We were about four rows in. And we decided we didn't really want to use the other lane yet because of the fact that it was an odd number, so we couldn't really play on teams. But I had already paid for it, so we were going to just use it next. So, therefore, we're playing the game, and then these group of white kids walked in. And there was no more lanes left at this point. So the lady came over to me and was like, ma'am, we're going to go ahead and take one of your lanes. See, this is the first problem. She said take. She didn't ask if she could have it back. So when she told me she was going to take something, I paid for it. Yes, me, the little Cali girl that I was. I was like, excuse me. You're not about to take nothing from me. I'm going to use it when I get ready. They can wait. She said no. And she called me the N-word. Yes, she called me the N-word. I was like, really? You're not getting it back at all now. So now I started being petty. And yes, I was petty at a young age. Still am petty if you try me. So I went ahead and rolled the ball down the other lane and acted like I was using it. And I kept doing it. And then she was like, ma'am, if you roll that ball one more time, I'm not only going to turn this game off, I'm going to turn your other game off. I said, no, you ain't. I paid for the game. I can do whatever I want. I'm using a lane. So I rolled another ball. She said, ma'am, I'm serious. Um, don't let us have to call the police. So I rolled another ball. She said, N-word, get out. And she ended both of our games. Now, I was like, uh, run me my money back. And she was like, no, run me my money back. And she was like, no. I said, well, you guess what? You better call the police. Yes, really? Yes, call the police because I ain't going nowhere. And the little people I was with, I was like, um, um, you can't say stuff like that. I can say whatever I want. It's like, you better run me my money back. 
because I still thought I had privileges. Like, I paid for this and I got a right. Well, shortly when the police came, they was like, ma'am, you have to leave. I'm not going nowhere until she gave my money back. And then they was like, are you going to give her money back? She was like, no. And I was like, I'm not going nowhere. So now we have to stand up. And all the other little black kids I was with, they was all scared in the corner. Like, oh, we'll leave. We'll leave. No, I ain't going nowhere. I was like, well, where's your parent? Because I was under 18. And I was like, I'll call them. So I called my parent. It was like, well, we can't give you your money back. Can you go outside? No, I can't go outside. Now they forced me to go outside, but I ain't going nowhere. So then my parent came. And yes, my parent is a little bit more ethnic than I am. So my parent caused a bigger scene than I did. And yes, he got my money back and a whole lot of vouchers. But at that point, it taught me that I wasn't as equal as those little white kids. Yes, she could take the game away. It didn't matter that I had paid for it. It didn't matter that we had the right to be there. They were going to let them do it. And it didn't matter. And she was comfortable calling me the N-word. And I mean, yes, it's 2020 now, but this was about a hot 16 years ago. So I'm telling you that she shouldn't have been using the word like that. So I was like, okay, I'm not as equal as everybody. And it was a sharp reminder that just because you feel like you equal and you might be equal and treated a certain way in Cali, all states are not the same. And you're just looked at as a little black girl. And I had to learn that lesson that day. That one day on the Red Hills of Georgia, sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream. My poor little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last. It's been 56 years since Dr. Martin Luther King, I Have a Dream speech, and yet the dream is still not a reality. We are still out here trying to fight for all the same equal rights. And yet we have not received them yet. Yes, before you tell me, I know the white only signs are no longer visible. And yes, I know we can all sit together, no matter what race we are in Southern states, about what else? Nothing. We are still trying to be equal as all men created equal. But yet we not. We're not created equal when it comes to our race. We're not created equal when it comes to our gender. We're not created equal when it comes to our religion. None of this has changed. As well as we are still being judged by our skin tone. And yes, I mean judged when it comes to jobs. I mean judged when it comes to you looking at somebody and being like, oh, they may not be safe to get on the same plane as me. Why are they here? Really? Yes, I said it. And we are still experiencing police brutality. Black Lives Matter. We can commit the same crime, but depending on your skin tone, you do not receive the same justice. If it's justice, it wouldn't matter what race or skin tone you are or what gender you are. You're going to get the same justice, same sentence. But no, 
We're not there yet. As well as he said, we would never be equal until we felt that there was a need for us to vote. And right now in this current climax, we don't even feel like it's a need to vote in this upcoming election. We already talked about, we already know what's going to happen. No, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen until it happens. And even if it does happen that way, you were still supposed to try to make sure your voice was heard. You're still out here trying to make a change. So many people focus on just who's going to be the president. But what about all the things that impact the president? Your state laws, Congress, local issues. These things can stop and change who your president is. So stop just focusing on who's the president and start focusing on all the issues. Relate. Yes, I said it. Now it's time for our taste tip of the day. And with that said, most primary elections start in February. So if you want to make a difference, if you want to be heard, make sure you go out and vote in February. Rally to yes, because you'll never be heard as long as you're just complaining and not voting. So go vote. And with that being said, go ahead and hit the follow button so you can always keep up with the next episode of Yes, I Said It. And even hit the like button, subscribe to my channel, and follow me on Instagram at Reality. That's R-E-A-L-L-Y-T-A-Y-Y. E E E E S S S S. And like always, I appreciate you listening. Until next time, bye.